so a number of years ago, maybe about six months before we'd even started um, Sunday services here at Wellsprings, I was on a, a blog that's sort of well-known for ministers discussing the practice of spirituality and religion and churches and fellowships and congregations, and the topic came to worship styles, what worked, what didn't, what innovation was working, what didn't, and one person said categorically, I'm not against innovation in spiritual community, in worship, but I will never, ever go to a congregation that has PowerPoint. <laughs> you would have thought, I will never ever go to a congregation that has animal sacrifice. It was this categorical. And actually, I thought about this kind of attitude when my wife and I were traveling in Italy about six weeks ago, and I saw those beautiful frescoes, you know, I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen, because they're obviously absolutely gorgeous, but they're all over, all these churches, all throughout Italy, these amazing frescoes. That was their means, their medium, to tell their spiritual stories hundreds of years ago. Absolutely gorgeous. But the problem is, is that most of those churches are museums now. They exist to capture and hold something that happened in the past, not something that is going on right now. Now, we here at Wellsprings don't discount the past. One of the reasons we have the core value of spiritual practice is that many of us have spiritual practices that are thousands of years old that help us connect with this very moment. But it's also true in our living tradition that revelation is unsealed. It is not something long ago and far away and past tense and back there. One of our core beliefs is that the burning bush is blazing everywhere. So we use the means and we use the media of our present moment to tell our story of presence. What it is to be right here and right now. At Wellsprings, we try very hard. It's a deep part of who we are to integrate the ancient with the current and to keep ourselves charged full because we know that any faith that is in the past tense turns into a museum what's worse a mausoleum instead of being a congregation of people growing and communicating with each other and using their best means of communication right here right now that's what today's service is about and i want to invite up a couple people who are very very key to us using our best means and the medium of our communication so our lives are charged full. Good morning. I'm John Jacobs. Uh, I am here to talk to you about technology and spirituality uh, from the perspective of what we do here, uh, mostly on Sundays, uh, within uh, Wellspring. We call it a tech team. Um, just to set sort of the uh, parameters, when we talk about technology uh, in worship, what we're talking about is PowerPoint, Right. Um, the, scre the screen, the amplified uh, voices that you hear, the, uh, the music, and uh, in particular, hopefully many of you saw our website, and uh, the recordings that we have there, the podcasts of Ken's sermons, and on the Facebook page, some of uh, the music that we can get away with posting online. In talking about this, the first question that I thought we needed to address was, why do we do tech? And Ken sort of teed up a little bit of, you know, the uh, backstory there. Um, but I think that there's three easy ways to answer that question of why we do what we do. 
Um, and the first one is uh, it, it's in our DNA. It's, uh, it, it's what the planners came up with in our uh, values and beliefs. And uh, the first one, it, this comes from the thing called fostering family spiritual growth, but that's not really what I'm talking about. It, what it says there is Sundays are for motivating, sustaining, and celebrating our religion. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but in, in the faith tradition I grew up in and in the Unitarian churches I had been uh, attending before here, uh, those aren't words that I would use to talk about Sunday morning. I mean, it was, you know, it, it may have been, you know, spiritually uplifting in a very quiet way, but it was never celebration um, in the way I'd use that word anywhere else. Uh, so in, you know, designing what Wellsprings is and what Wellspring has to be uh, in the future, you know, the, the, the feeling, the celebrating feeling is, is critical. Um, another reason we do what we do is, uh, as Ken alluded to, there's nothing so special about the old words. I mean, there are some great old words, and, you know, the Bible is a wonderful book. Uh, but if, if we believe in continuing revelation, there, there's no, no reason that the music of today uh, has any less to say to us than the music of, you know, Be- Beethoven or Handel or any of the other things. And, and so the uh, core belief of uh, streams of faith, you know, says exactly that, right? There, there is... It's, it's a naturally abundant resource. Eddie Vedder has as much to say, you know, as uh, Ludwig van Beethoven. There's also the core belief of the burning bush, and, and I think, you know, Kent said everything there is to say. It's been a long time since any traditionally liturgical music has spoken to me in my everyday life, um, but there's stuff on XM radio that, that does that every day. The, the last piece of, of, I think, our DNA that speaks to this is uh, the core belief of ripples of connection, and this gets more to... Uh, a little bit of what Rachel's going to talk about a little later about social media and things, but also one of the first really fulfilling charging full experiences I had was after much struggle with Will, who's in the back today, uh, to get a sermon recorded and put up online. Within a week, someone had thanked me for getting that up and, and so that they felt like they were here on Sunday even though they weren't able to be. I mean, that's a pretty obvious ripple of connection, right? I should have seen that one coming, but it made the biggest difference to me as a uh, member of the congregation and a member of the community that I was able to, to touch some other folks. second way to answer the question of why we do what we do is sort of the history of what we did. If any of you have been here a long time, you know that our tech setup has been the source of some frustrations and problems, but it gets better and better. We started out with a very modest setup, and we've gotten everything that you see here, by the way, was, was the tech team's doing and the band as well. We got off to a fine start, but it's uh, gotten better and better over time. The aha moment for me, you know, the, the historical thing that, that made me understand what we were doing is when we started meeting and Ken was sort of surveying the minister world for what works and what doesn't work, he, uh, I think, very wisely scheduled some field trips for us to go visit some different faith tradition but contemporary style worship in the area. And uh, the one that was most impactful for me was Cavalry Fellowship, which is just up the road in Lionville. Besides learning some great things about hospitality and other things that they do well there, when we walked in and sat down, it was not like any other worship service I had ever been to. They had a big screen with words on it over the people's heads. And the music was electronic instruments that I recognized from you know, the music I listen to every day. And they had multimedia. They put pictures up. It was uh, a revelation to me. And, and leaving there, I was absolutely charged full with the idea this was going to be a different kind of church experience, and hopefully many of you have had that same experience when you walked in here the first time, that why shouldn't church be like this? You know, I'd never thought about it, and here, here it was, and it was great. 
the third way to answer the question of why we do tech at Wellsprings is there are just simply some advantages to it. My favorite thing and one of the things that really does charge me full and the reason I keep coming back Sunday after Sunday to uh, participate on the tech team and in worship here is the way everybody sings, standing up with your faces up, looking at the screen, looking at Teresa, and, and singing loud is a beautiful thing. I've never been in a worship service before where, despite having a lot of amplification upon the stage, the crowd sings just as loud as the amplified voices. You can't even believe how beautiful that sounds from the back of the room. Not just because you have great voices, and some of you do, <laughs> but, but because we've gotten to that place where I hope we had been you know, when I first walked into Calvary Fellowship a, a long time ago. The other advantages, I think, you know, are kind of tactical. It's cheap. We don't have to have books. We don't have to have people to take books put books out and put them away. There's some other great reasons that we do what we do, but I think in the end, if they didn't serve the goal of charging us all full, we wouldn't do that. And then the last thing that I think is worth mentioning is I hope that it is as seeker-friendly as we intend this to be. I've been to worship services in other traditions where you feel like there are secrets that you don't know and you don't quite know what to do, and occasionally I think people get left standing up or sitting down, and that's the worst of our sins, and then I think we're doing okay. I'm still curious in the Catholic churches what all those numbers mean on the board over on the side. I, you know, that's why we do tech here at, at Wellsprings. Now the question, why do I do tech? I think I've made it clear. I love this stuff. In reality, I am a big tech geek. You know, I have a degree in computer science. I used to do that for a living. But I didn't really know anything past PowerPoint uh, when I started to do this, the sound and the, and the audiovisual. But I am the kind of person who thinks technology can solve a lot of problems best days we have here are the days when something goes wrong, as it did today, and we scramble around, figure it out, make it work, and nobody ever knows the difference. It's, it's very satisfying. Uh, feels wonderful you know, to participate in, in making all that work. The other reason I do this is you know, I care a lot about Wellsprings as a community and as a congregation. There aren't all that many ways for somebody with my background and experience to contribute. I can't sing. I get very uncomfortable standing here talking to people. <laughs> but, but I can do what I do in the back of the room and like I said, the best thing for me is not only when I feel charged full, but it's obvious that the whole room feels that way as well. How about you? I think that there may be some people sitting in the room today or listening to this down the road who say, I'm a geek. I like to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you've done it before. Maybe you haven't. That really doesn't matter. But if anybody out there is interested, we'd love to have some help, some more people on the team. Um, we have a fair number of people, and it's not that great a burden, but the more we have, many hands make light work. And I realize in standing up here and saying this that, well, th there's an old joke, right? The How can you tell the extroverted techie? He's the one who looks at your shoes when he talks to you. <laughs> so feel free to email me instead of... <laughs> and, and frankly, if you were the extroverted techie, you probably already would have talked to me, right? And one specific thing, in moving forward, and this does tie to what Rachel's going to say about social media type technology, we would love to have a three-minute YouTube-ish video of what happens here on Sunday morning. Again, I, I have no equipment or skills, but I'm going to make this happen. If any of you have equipment or skills and can help me make this happen, I would be very appreciative of contributions, either in shooting the video here on a Sunday morning. Maybe that isn't the right way to do it and we fake the whole thing. I don't, I'm open to anything. <laughs> If you've ever done a video before and you'd like to do it for us, I, please let me know. Email is fine. Uh, Rachel's going to come along and talk a little bit more about technology from her perspective. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Rachel. I'm the other half of Andrea. I cannot sing. Um, 
I am also the leader of Setup and the been deemed the Unifier Maven. If you don't know what Unifier is, I'll let you know in a minute. So if you were here a couple weeks ago, Ken did a talk about um, the movie Up in the Air. And the main character did a what's in my backpack or what's in your backpack. So I'm going to talk about how what's in my backpack helps me live charge full. So the first thing in my backpack is my laptop where I do email and I also do information technology for a living, so it's my work laptop. So that keeps me connected with the Wellsprings website and communication with my teams and the groups that I'm part of. The other thing I have is my e-reader, which I use to read the books that Ken talks about and stuff that I have in springboards that comes up. I read these on my e-reader. I only have a couple more. One of the last things I have is my iPod. I love music, and it has all the music that we sing in Wellsprings I found online and put on my iPod, so I use that as well. And then I have my iPhone. Um, there's a Unifier app, so I use that on my iPhone, and I use it to keep in touch with people from Wellsprings. So how does technology enhance your spirituality? The internet is full of information. You can type in anything. God, spirituality, technology, spirituality and technology, which is where I found a lot of stuff for this. And you can find out about it. Um, there are recent scientific evidence that suggests that humans are wired to think about spiritual matters once their basic needs are met. And the internet allows that to happen, uh, allows you to explore and to search for things. It's also used to debate things. I mean, you can go on to any user groups that you find and discuss different spiritual aspects. So they can hinder, but they can also be great aids. And I'm not saying you have to go get all this stuff to be charged full. It's... <laughs> I'm a geek as well, so it's, it's part of what I have. There are websites out there. There's a website um, called BeliefNet that has a huge database that you can use to search for various texts. Um, if you aren't sure about what your religious beliefs are, your spiritual beliefs are, there's a quiz you can take. There's also uh, information about different religious and philosophical beliefs, and you can get that on about.com. They have a spirituality and religion section. And it's just a vast array of information that you can get out there. Then there's social media, like Facebook and Twitter and MySpace and all those fun stuff. And there was actually um, a article written by Donald Skinner about social media and how it helps spread Unitarian Universalism. And more than 500 Unitarian label groups are listed on Facebook. And a third of all UU congregations have a Facebook page and seven, about 70 use Twitter. And uh, Ken uses Twitter sometimes. <laughs> when I came to Wellsprings, I wasn't searching. I thought I didn't, there wasn't really anything I needed. I didn't need to have 
a spiritual life or religion, and my background made me not want to. But coming here has done amazing things for me and my life in the past year. So I've been here. It's, it's changed my life. And I use these tools to enhance that and keep myself charged full. So how can you do it? How can you enhance your spirituality through technology? Well, you can make a note about what you're interested in. Like if, if Ken is speaking and he brings something up to you and, and there's something that, that you find interesting, jot it down. Go home. Google it. And find out some more information about it. Um, I take notes during Ken's sermon so that I can do the, the same thing. I have like in my iPhone just tons of notes. Like John mentioned, you can listen to the music that we have on Unifier, um, on Facebook. There's a link to Ken's sermons on Facebook, Unifier, and our webpage. How many of you have done springboards? You have two hours for your springboard. Sometimes they get, you get into a great conversation, but it's 9 o'clock. People have to go home, take care of their families, take care of their animals, do you want to continue the conversation? That's where Unifier comes in. Unifier is just for Wellsprings. It's not Facebook where everybody can see what you're doing because even if you're not a member of Wellsprings, you can join the, well, the Facebook page. Unifier is just for us. And you can continue your springboard conversations. You can bring up different topics. You can create a group. Let's say um, you like to go biking. So you want to bring a group of people that you want to go biking with. So you create a group on Unifier, which if you need help with, I can show you how to do. Create a group on Unifier for people who like to bike. People can join that group, and you can set up times, and you can go out, and you can go biking. You can go walking. You can do any form of exercise. I do none, so I wouldn't join any of those groups. If you have, somebody started a book club on there from the books that we have at the back of the room. If we've read a book and you want to discuss it more, you can do that on Unifier. There's so many things that you can do and that I find helpful for me to enhance my life and to enhance my spirituality. And the tech things and all this stuff that could potentially be a distraction actually help me. Uh, meditations, I find. I can find meditations to listen to. I can find different ways to meditate. Because meditation is one of those things that I'm still trying to figure out which one works for me. So I just do a lot of research on it. The music that we sing here always puts me in a great mood. I have a separate section on my iPod just for Wellsprings music because it makes me so charged. And as a congregation, we just don't have a lot of time together. We have Sundays and we have springboards, but we can continue our connection with each other if we do it using a social media website. And it's great. So... From someone who really wishes he was a tech geek, but is not, because my brain doesn't work that way, I think we owe 
all of us, and I know I do, a huge debt of gratitude to Rachel and to John and to the musicians and to everyone in the back of the room who keeps all of this going and makes all of this possible. Thank you. The deepest expression of gratitude finds its voice in prayer. So let's pray together. God, beyond time, beyond measure, even beyond word. Because the essence of that experience of the sacred is timeless. We know it can be found in every age and in ours. It is not limited. It is unlimited. It is waiting to be found. It is looking for us as we look for it. May all of us here in this age and in this congregation make full use of the methods, the means of communicating the spirit in our lives to and with and for each other. May we find those moments and those times and make those commitments so our lives can continue to be charged full. Whether it is in the silence of the woods or in the simplicity of the breath or in the discursive, wonderfully meandering thought of researching one thing and then another and then another and finding and making those connections, sustaining the conversations, whether we are walking the earth real or virtual. May we remember that we are creatures who cry out for connection. Let us use all means at our disposal to grow and to keep growing, to connect and to keep connecting. We live in such an amazing age with such amazing potential and possibility to learn more and even more to become more. May we give thanks for charged full lives and for those connections that make it so. Amen.